It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Kia ora all and welcome to the 71st episode of the Huddy Hui. We thought it was going to be our last last week, but we decided that some people wanted to keep watching it for a few more weeks. So thought we would introduce our guest tonight. He actually did play his trade down here in Wellington for a few weeks before going back to play for his home province, the Hawke's Bay Magpies. Our guest tonight is the very talented Harry Godfrey. Harry, many thanks for coming on the Huddy Hui tonight. Hawke's Bay have lost two games in a row in the last two weeks against the Wellington Lions, who took the shield off you guys, and Bay of Plenty last, week, wait, last weekend. Um, how is the team prepping for an all-important game against the Tasman Marco tomorrow evening? Yep, nah, cheers, Brad, for having me on. Um, yeah, so we had two pretty tough losses. First one against Wellington, against losing the Shield, and then Bad Plenty up in Tauranga. So, yeah, we got a game against Tasman tomorrow, which is a, a must-win to keep our season alive. We've been training pretty well this week, and although we've been training pretty good pretty much those last two weeks as well, but just results haven't gone our way. But now the boys are, boys are fizzing, and... Yeah, ready to get up to, tomorrow night. And what do you think has been the reasoning for the, the last two losses you've had? Because most of the season, Hawks Bay have been playing some pretty expensive rugby. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I think uh, with the Shield losing that to Wellington, I think we held it on for about 713 days, about two and a half years or so. And it was always, was always going to go sometime soon. But um, yeah, I think having lost that... And then last weekend against Bay of Plenty, I think it's still in the back of the minds of some of the boys. And, uh, yeah, I'm not too sure about results because we're still we're still training well and the vibe's good in the team. So, just yeah, results just aren't going our way and things just aren't clicking at crucial times. And, of course, the Shield, you mentioned it uh, for really over 700 days, a long tenure. Um, how special it was having the Shield up there in the Hawks Bay, not only for the team, but for the, the community up there? Yeah, no, I think it really brought the community together. We had, uh, I think we have, in my opinion, the best uh, support in the in the whole NPC, and that Shield really brings the community together. Coming down to McLean Park, yeah, we love playing there. And, yeah, I think just having that Shield really brought the community together and brought the boys Gave us an extra edge when we went onto the onto the pitch. Your debut was in 2021 for the Magpies. Um, who was that against, and um, what was the like experience running on at NPC level? Yeah, no, it was good. It was we played Northland, and it was uh, yeah Friday night game. So it was my first uh, 
first game playing at a seven o'clock game, so a lot of waiting around all day. But now it was an unreal experience. It was real awesome to run out in the in the black and white hoops for the Magpies, and then yeah, we had a good game. Came out as winners, and then yeah, that was another shield defense as well, obviously, and kept the shield. So that was a yeah, pretty unreal experience. And how did the move to the Hawks Bay come about? Um, yeah, well, I originally I was in Wangano Collegiate and I was heading meant to be heading down to Christchurch. I was gonna do a Bachelor of Sports Coaching down at the University of Canterbury. But then I played in the uh schoolboys, NZ schoolboys, and then got a few offers from around up north. And then so I yeah, had a look around and then thought Hawks Bay was the best fit for me. And we'll come back to your time at um, uh, Whanganui Collegiate and also your representative stuff uh, later in the show. Um, of course, last year you played one season for Central Hawks Bay. Um, and I believe you didn't play too many games, but how did you find playing club rugby up there in Hawks Bay? Yeah, no, club rugby was good coming out of school, playing up here. Um, yeah, we didn't have the best best season last year. And yeah, I only got to play one game up here this year. Was being down to Wellington playing for the Villagers, but yeah, no club rugby was a, a I wouldn't say a step up from schoolboy, but just the physicality was a lot. Uh, what I was used to back in the schoolboys, just playing grown men instead of just boys, boys your own age. And uh, your move to Batoni in two thousand and two, how did that come about? Um, yeah, so I. Yeah, got a like a development plan with the Canes, and so I was going to be living down in um, Wellington for the first half of this year. And yeah, my mate Riley Higgins yeah, sort of pulled me along to Petoni, and then yeah, just stuck from there. And of course, um, you talked about the Canes development. Um, it's an interesting um, sort of setup. Um, there's another player um, that has played as club rugby. Um, down here in Wellington. He's also in your Hawks base squad, Josh Gimlet. Um, how does that all play out and how does the two unions sort of talk to each other? Um, yeah, I think, well, Gimme, he's down there studying. So, yeah, Hawks Bay sort of let him play his club footy down there, do his uh, study down there, obviously. And then just in the later half for the NPC season, he can just come back up here, do online study if he needs to, and then yeah, just be full-time training with the past. And your time with Petoni to date, only a few games, but have you um, enjoyed playing uh, for the Villagers? Um, and how do you find the local personnel at the club? Yeah, no, great. I, love, I loved it down at uh, Petoni. Um, a bit level of rugby, club rugby um, in Wellington was a, a step up from Hawke's Bay of just my... Uh, short year last year playing up playing up here and yeah I think oh yeah I loved it down at down at Petoni with we had a great uh, great bunch of lads and yeah it was just yeah unreal team got got second pretty gutted I didn't get to play that final but now I was still there on the sideline what do you think are the key differences between club rugby in Wellington and club rugby in the Hawks Bay I think there's a lot more players down in Wellington and a lot more teams, and yeah, I think that's it's just a numbers thing. Trying to, yeah, there's not probably 
as many as many players up here that are playing club and also like with our magpies boys there's not many that play club rugby here or from around Hawke's Bay anyway so I think yeah Wellington is just just a numbers thing and you mentioned that there was a possibility of studying down south are you are you uh, pursuing any academic studies at the moment uh yeah I was the first half of the year I was um doing a bit of online online study through Massey and then yeah I sort of dropped that just to come back come back up here and just focus on rugby for the rest of the year and I believe that would be your sports management as well or some different field. Yeah, yeah sports management. Cool. And, of course, as mentioned, you only had a number of ga- a few games for Petoni this season and your stats in those first few games were pretty amazing. But representative honours came on board. And, of course, you, Peter and Riley were taken away in part off the Hurricanes under-20s campaign in Taupo. How did you find that experience? Yeah, it was a good experience. Um, yeah, great, great group of boys. And, yeah, I think um, went up to Taupo, played three games against all the other Super Rugby teams, and that was good. Good to get that uh, experience and play, get that, like, pro, get that insight into pro what pro rugby looks like for that week. And, yeah, I think, yeah, we just learned a lot. And, yeah, like, great, great bunch of boys. And I think most of them are back next year as well. So they'll be good. And, of course, mentioned last year also is the fact you were selected uh, for the New Zealand under-20s in 2021. But, unfortunately, due to a lot of things last year, you weren't able to take the paddock there, I think, along with a lot of people. But you were able to be selected for the team this year. How important is it being selected in the under-20s for two years in a row for you? Uh, Yeah, it's pretty cool. I didn't uh, think last year, coming out of school, being pretty fresh to everything, didn't think that I would uh, get the opportunity to make the 20s last year but that was real cool to yeah I guess get into there and then yeah we had a little tour around New Zealand and just with uh, learning heaps coming out of school and just yeah connecting with new boys making new mates yeah it was real good and of course um, middle of this year the the under 20s uh, finally got to go overseas and you played in the Oceania competition in Queensland alongside your fellow Batoni players Peter Larkai and Riley Higgins um, how important was that experience and what did you learn that you can add to your game from that experience? Yeah, that was real cool to get over to Aussie. Yeah, like again, we had pretty unreal players, like most, quite a few boys playing um, super and a lot of boys been playing in the uh, NPC as well. So, yeah, that was real good. And then against Argentina, uh, Fiji, and also Australia, that last game, yeah, it was just real cool to connect with all different nationalities. And, um, yeah, learnt heaps over there. We had a great coaching staff, like Sir Tom Donnelly was our head coach, Scotty Hansen with Crusaders, and obviously Corey Jane with Canes. So just, uh, just trying to be a sponge and learn as much as you can. And, yeah, I think it was just yeah, a great experience, and I really enjoyed it. And, bringing it back into NPC back here. I've learned a lot and I think I've matured a lot from that time. And yeah, I think I got, got better as a player as well, yeah. Were you surprised by the scoreline against Australia, particularly in the first half? Because traditionally they've been pretty strong at under-20s level. Yeah, I was. we were pretty surprised because, yeah, that, that sort of game was whoever won or lost, whoever won that game was going to win the, the whole Oceania. 
Oceana Championship. So, yeah, I think we got a bit, oh, wouldn't say lucky. We put a lot of hard work into it and a lot of preparation into that, uh, into that game. And then, yeah, I think the first 10 minutes, we got a, two, a couple of quick tries. And then that half, I think they got two yellow cards, which didn't help them either. And then, yeah, but after 40 minutes, they were 40 points down. So running havoc out there. And of course, um, where did this Ryan back the clock? Where did your rugby career begin for you and the importance of family in your rugby journey? Yeah, so I played, I went to Hannibal School, which was, well, that's my hometown. Uh, played, went to there till year six, played rubber rugby up into tackle, then went to Huntley School, Huntley Prep for my last three years. And then, yeah, that was, yeah, pretty traditional school. A lot of um, my family have gone through that school. So that was cool. And then went to Wanganui Collegiate. And that was, uh, I love my time there. Um, met a lot, of, a lot of mates that I have for life. And yeah, surprisingly, my old man, he'd been, he's pretty much coached me all the way through, um, through Hunnival, Huntley and Collegiate. He's, this is his last year coaching um, at Collegiate, unless they rope him in again. And um, yeah, and our family's family's really big for me, and they they get really into it. Mum, dad, and my sister, and also grandparents. And so, um, yeah, no, they love it. They try any opportunity where I'm playing. They'll they'll try to get over, watch me. I think most of my games, most club games for Petoni, they're always down. And then yeah, playing over in Hawks Bay, they always always make the trick across. So, yeah, pretty pretty grateful to have them. Whanganui Collegiate, you've mentioned that uh, before. Now we've come to Whanganui Collegiate and your time there. How important is the tradition of that college? Because it's uh, steeped in history. Yeah, no, it's a uh, yeah, really good school. As I say, uh, a lot of family have gone there. My old man, granddad, and, yeah, great-grandfather as well. Sister also went there. Um yeah, no, it's a really great school. Uh, I like, yeah, as I said, mates, mates for life there. And, yeah, just the values that they teach. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, really enjoy my time there. First 15 as well. Um, what, are the, what are some of the most important traditionals that uh, Whanganui Collegiate play? And tell us about the quad tournament, the oldest quad tournament in the country. Yeah, probably that's, that's a big one, the quad tournament. Uh, us, Nelson College, Christ, and Wellington College. We, uh, my year 12, we're down in Wellington. We uh, came up just short against Nelson College. That was a really good game. It was, still remember it pretty clearly. It was, uh, yeah, a shocking day in Wellington. And I reckon if it was, a, <laughs> if it was a dry, dry sunny day, we would have won that. But, uh, yeah, no, great, great competition. Got a lot of history. Yeah, um, yeah, really enjoyed the connection make in the core tournament. And of course, uh, Whanganui Collegiate have been for over the last decade part of the Central North Island competition. Um, how tough is that tournament, in particular due to the travel, and how does that affect it? And how do you prepare week to week in a competition that takes you a lot of time out of schooling? Yeah, now the CNI, that's a yeah, good competition. 
in our yeah year 12 again we came up got second to St Paul's um so that was the best collegiate I think ever done and then yeah my year following year year 13 we uh yeah came third again yeah the travel yeah I think the furthest school would go to was Wesley up in Auckland mm-hmm. and then down Rathfield down in Macedon and all around central North Island coming over to Hawke's Bay Taranaki but nah yeah really good really good tournament again um make a lot of normally getting billeted making mates lots of connections and yeah just a pretty pretty even competition through all teams so yeah no, i really enjoyed that and also believe you're pretty handy at cricket yourself when you play for the top team at the college uh yep yeah played a dabbled on a bit of cricket for collegiate and were you a batsman or a bowler uh, a bit of both more of a batsman probably and who are some of your influences at Whanganui Collegiate, like uh, teachers or coaches that guided you in your time there? Um, yeah, a few teachers, probably our head coach, he, um, Steve Simpson. He, when I first went there, year 9, 10 and 11, playing under 15s. And then also going into year 11, I mean, year 12 and 13, going up to the first 15, he got promoted up to the first 15 as well. So... Yeah, he would have had a pretty pretty good influence, just the way he understood the game. And, yeah, pretty good. And not many uh, students in Year 12 and 13 get selected for the New Zealand Secondary Schools two years in a row. Tell us about 2019 um, and playing for the New Zealand Secondary Schools, and we all know what happened in 2020. Yeah, oh, yeah, that 2020 year was pretty, with COVID and everything, um, yeah, it was pretty, couldn't get away. I think we were meant to go to Australia for that year. So, yeah, I think we just, yeah, had a game up in uh, St. Paul's, up in Hamilton, just with uh, a few boys who got picked for Barbarians and NZ schools. And then, yeah, I think it was just a, a paper team that got chosen at the end of that. And, of course, what is your preferred position? Um, you played a number of games at fullback. Uh, for Tony this year, but you're also a pretty handy first five. Which position do you prefer? Yeah, I've sort of all through school, I've been playing first five, and then also last year, um, playing heading to the back for a bit, but still playing ten. But yeah, I'm not really too sure. They both uh, they both complement each other pretty well. Both ten, fifteen, pretty similar positions, and that yeah, game driver. I enjoy the space back at fullback, but then I also like getting uh, getting my hands on the ball early at 10 and getting, getting the boys into the game. So not too phased at the moment. Is there a player that you look up to or and a player that you base your game on? Oh, I wouldn't say base my game on, but I really enjoy watching Bowden Barrett, just the way um, his poise, the way he his running game. He's just... Um, Eyes up footy. I just really enjoy that and try and don't say I play like that, but that's, yeah, sort of model my game off that. And what will it take for Harry Godfrey to become a full-time professional rugby player? Uh, I think just keep working, uh, keep my head down, um, staying disciplined and just, yeah, just keep working hard. That's 
that's it really. And you mentioned working hard. Is uh, what do you do um behind the scenes in particular? Prepare, you know, in your training for rugby, it's not always just uh running on the paddock and playing on a sad date. What else do you do to keep yourself uh fit and busy? Yeah, so yeah, I guess you're we're in the gym about three times a week. Uh, pretty big loads most days. Um, I think it's also a good idea to switch off from rugby just to get away from the game. And that's, yeah, just going out, going out, playing a bit of golf, going out surfing. I enjoy going back to the farm, giving dad help on the farm if he needs. And just, yeah, I like to get away from footy. Geordie Barrett at 12 or 15? Oh, I don't know. He's pretty pretty good in uh, both positions. So if he's on your team, probably not a bad not a bad thing either. Either 12, 12 or fifteen. And uh, do you have? Are you signed with the Hurricanes for next season, or do you have uh, other Super Rugby teams chasing your signature? Um, no, I think the Hurricanes are looking at putting me what I was on again. Yeah. Uh, this year, so yeah, and probably probably back at Batoni again for a few games. Yeah, probably wouldn't be too bad. And of course, um, it's not really uh, rugby union, but it's rugby league this weekend at the NRL final. Eels or Panthers? Panthers. Yeah, I think so too. I think they're they're a pretty classy outfit. Well, Harry, been awesome having you on the Huddy Hui. All the best tomorrow night against Tasman, and maybe we might see you play against the Wellington Lions in the quarter final. Yep. No, that would be good. Awesome. Thank you for having me on. No worries, Harry. Harry Wait. Godfrey, a talented young. First five fullback coming through the professional ranks and a product of Monganui Collegiate. Really look out for this young man. I think he could go real places um, in our professional game of rugby. So that is the 71st episode of the Huddy Hui. Um, throughout a few more weeks of October, we might just do a few sporadic episodes. So keep an eye out on our website, Facebook, and also Instagram as well. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Mike Pinfold Plumbing and Drain Lane Limited and Louise Reddy of New Zealand Travel Brokers that have sponsored the Huddy, Huddy Sports this season and keep things like this uh, going. So many thanks to our sponsors. Um, and probably first weekend since probably about February, March, there's been no rugby in Wellington. So on a Saturday, so that'd be quite uniquely different. But next week at the New Zealand um, Centre of Innovation and Sport up at Trentham, which is a very flash new sports centre out there, is the Hurricanes Under-16 tournament um, that's going to be run over roughly three days, and that's a pretty good tournament. You'll be able to go see some of the up-and-coming talent coming through across the Hurricanes region, right down from the East Coast down here to the capital city. So it's going to be in Trentham in the Hutt Valley, um, and look out for that. It's a pretty cool tournament, that one indeed. So School holidays as well, so there's always something to do. So that is the Huddy Hui for tonight. I'm Brad Hudson. Ciao for now. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.